are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Welcome, friends. So good to have you back with us here on Build a Brain, where block by block, thought by thought, we can build a brain. It could be our own. You could be someone who you are getting over a brain injury, or you've gone through a really tough period of time in your life. Maybe you have grief in your life, or you're getting over COVID and you got some brain fog, or you're a cancer survivor and you've got brain fog from chemotherapy. So no matter what the reason, if you're a teenager, any age adult, you are someone who can listen to build a brain and you can help yourself through these um, episodes. Or also if you're a teacher, a parent, a mentor, or just a good friend who's trying to help someone else, especially this season, this season two, we are tackling the parameters of mediation. Now, Professor Reuven Feuerstein identified what was already happening between people. Let's go back to World War II, and he's having people come from all over the world to the new country of Israel, and people are coming in from many, many different cultures. And he's watching mothers and their babies, and he's watching teachers and students in classrooms and rabbis with their pupils, and he's noticing boy, there's some people that really have an amazing way of communicating and connecting with people. And you know how you always have somebody that you meet them and know, this is someone I want to hang out with a little more. This is someone who I'd like to be with. We have this really good connection. And we often meet people that we say they have amazing people skills. I married one of those guys. My husband is an amazing people person. He can read people. He remembers people after he's met them. And he just instantly can make friends. And I'm very jealous. He's really good. I've tried to learn from him. And fortunately, I got to learn from Reuven Feuerstein about this amazing idea of analyzing human interactions and identifying the parameters that make it so good when it's good. So, Kibway, you are a natural mediator. You already ask really good questions. You're also an, a phenomenal listener. And so that's what makes you an amazing co-host on this podcast. And you run your own podcast called Empower You. So can you think of somebody in your life that made you see into the future that I could be something more than I even thought I could be? Oh, wow. Um, Someone who I looked up to, um, who inspired me, right? 
mm-hmm. and got you to think about, but you know, maybe I could do that. Maybe, maybe I could be an audio engineer. Maybe I could run my own podcast. <laughs> So I'm the earliest person, you know, uh, I'm sure if you've listened to Build a Brain podcast, you have heard me speak about my mom, who was an educator, um, who was just really ahead of her time in a lot of different ways. Her ability to navigate, remember people much like Rick and, and instantly form connections with people was very inspiring to me. I also had an uncle, my uncle Daryl, who he owned his own business and he owned several different patents. He always had a really, really nice car and he used to travel everywhere. That was, yeah, yeah that was kind of his thing. And it was really inspiring to me the way he lived life on his own terms. He was from Chicago and so he understood the dynamics of family and mm-hmm. of, of growing up as a, a black person mm-hmm. in an age in which there's there were and there still are a little different challenges but yet he was able to overcome them in so many different ways. It was really inspiring to me. And so um, I always wanted to emulate his level of success, his level of freedom and his level of assuredness in himself and what his contributions to the world were. And so um, I would have to say, you know, my mom, obviously, but if we're just talking about someone outside of the family, it would be my my uncle Daryl for sure. Oh, that's cool. I had a great aunt that traveled all over the world. She did the first Pan Am trip around the world in 1950. Wow. And she was a single woman who had had polio as a baby. So she walked with a limp, had to walk with a cane, and sometimes porters at hotels would have to carry her up steps at a hotel. And yet she went all the way around the world. It took about three months to do that trip. So like your like your Uncle Daryl, a very confident person that overcame challenges and and made amazing contributions to the world. My Aunt Cinda did the same thing and inspired me. So that's really cool. And I think everyone can think of someone that got them to think beyond the here and now. And that's the words that we often put with this idea of transcendence. So we've talked about mediating for intentionality, reciprocity, and bring meaning to the interaction. But can this interaction transcend the here and now? Mm. So it's a big word, but yet it's the one that I think goes with the word inspiration. Because you walk away from a conversation with someone and you're committed. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to stop that addiction I have. Or I'm going to turn my, my life over to this new walk of faith. Or I'm going to sign up for college. I'm going to do it, by golly. And so someone who inspires us gets us to look to the future and we don't get stuck in the here and now. As a mentor or a teacher or a parent, whoever you are listening, you may have somebody who is stuck. And so you're trying to get them to transcend where they're stuck in life. You're trying to be an inspiration and encouragement. And so it's okay to talk about the future 
and connect it to the present. And maybe you even have to look into the past to see who are we today? How did we get here? And all of us have a story. We know how we got here today. I'll share one story that just transcends so many centuries. <laughs> and it happened in the year 2012. And I was in Paris. I have to go on tough assignments for the Feuerstein Institute. And so I'm at Shorish, which is a big international conference. We're in Paris. And we were celebrating Reuven's 90th birthday, which would be coming up in August. So this was in July. And all of his family from Israel came to Paris that year. And they, of course, would celebrate Shabbat on Friday night. And so they'd have a big meal. They would rent a room at the hotel. And Reuven had a beautiful custom of inviting those of us that he knew were Christian. And we also had tremendous respect for the Jewish roots of our faith. And he would invite us to Shabbat. So I loved, loved, loved going to Shabbat services. And I have gone to many around the world. And But this one was a real eye-opener for me. At the end of the whole evening, we laughed a lot. We shared. We, we had good food. And Reuven always would point to someone and say, tell a story. And he'd call on someone and point his finger at him and be smiling and say, and say tell a story. And, and so we, we did. And so I have these fond memories of, of my friends from around the world standing up and telling a story. And yet at the end of that evening, I noticed Reuven was in a wheelchair by that time. I noticed that all of his family was coming up and Reuven was putting his hands on every one of them and of course, I knew what he was doing. It was the Shabbat family blessing that the patriarch of a family every Friday night lays his hands on the head of every child, grandchild, uh, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, and gives them a blessing. And the blessing comes from the book of Numbers. It's, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom or peace. And I knew that's what he was saying because I had studied that, but I'd never seen it. Of course, there's little babies and he's he's blessing the, the little babies. And his son, Rafi, is this big six foot man and Rafi's down on one knee being blessed by his father. And I'm thinking, what would be different in any faith around the world, if one time a week, the matriarch or the patriarch of the family put their hands on the heads of every child and blessed them, would we, would we be different? So that moment, of course, had me in tears for one thing. I'm sitting there with a Kleenex wiping my eyes going, I'm seeing something beautiful that the Christian faith lost. We lost the ability to do that. We could be doing it, but we don't. Where Jewish families today, if they get together for Shabbat and they have this practice, they're still doing that. And it's been done for 
hundreds of years. Well, that's transcendence, my friends. That's going beyond the here and now. Something that has been done for centuries and knowing that his sons will carry on this tradition is pretty beautiful. So that's that's one of my one of my examples of transcendence uh, of something that I saw Reuven do that certainly touched me. So Kibwe, have you ever heard of this practice that uh, Jewish families often do? That was a beautiful story. Uh, absolutely beautiful. I have not the intentionality of taking a moment just to bless, you know, your family and your little ones and, mm-hmm. and, and the people who are are coming from you in one way or another, maybe your in-laws or your your kids, whoever. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think that um, that's a really, really powerful thing. You know, my mother said when all of her children were born, her and my father, um, it was a tradition in their church to take their children up to the pastor or up in front of the congregation and have them prayed over. Oh, and nice. my parents decided not to do that. Hmm. They said because they believed that, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says things done in sequel will be rewarded openly. And so they would um, schedule a meeting with the pastor um, and have a private prayer over all of their children. And they did that and they, wow. had, they had seven children. I'm the number four of seven. And so um, I'm familiar with this idea of yes. proclaiming yes. Yes. and taking territory yes. for your yes. loved ones before they have an opportunity to be influenced by all these other things that they're going to encounter in life. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. again, that intentionality makes a difference. We live in very fast paced environments. And so sometimes we try to eliminate as much thought as possible because uh, yeah, we, we only have a certain amount of bandwidth, right? Yeah, And so yeah. we have to delegate where we're putting our focus and our intention. And I think reserving intention, prioritizing intention to speak over your life or the life of those people who you mm-hmm. care about in an intense way I think that makes a difference. And I think that you're tapping into something that is beyond the here and now. And um, I just <laughs> love that story. I am so yeah. appreciative for uh, for the prayers and the intention that was put over my life way before I even knew I existed. You know, I was just a little bitty baby. So you're just existing. And um, <laughs> I just think that's a, that's a really yeah. beautiful yeah. thing. And that yeah. idea of transcendence is more powerful than I think mm-hmm. we understand. Absolutely. And that Reuven identified it as one of the top three parameters of high quality mediation. He said these three need to be there. Now he put intentionality and re- reciprocity together. They are one parameter because you can't have one without the other. <laughs> And so that is one parameter, then meaning, which we talked about in episode 34. And now in this episode 35, transcendence, that the intentionality and the reciprocity and the meaning were so powerful that it will now transcend this time and place. So if I'm a good mediator, 
I am showing you how our cognitive activities go beyond the here and now. This isn't just learning algebra because, oh, whatever, I got to get this assignment done for Friday. No, this is going to make you a better thinker and problem solver. So you will see that your thinking improves in other places and continues to do so in the future. This was one of the unique things that I sometimes get asked by our clients at the MindCap Center is, will the change stick? Because we're used to being in programs, and I hear this all the time, where parents bring children to us at MindCap. Well, we tried that program, but as soon as he stopped, uh, he was doing great, but as soon as we stopped taking him, then the improvements all went away. Or it's kind of like when we stop taking a certain vitamin or medicine and, you know, we don't, then we don't get the, the value of it. So we think we have to keep doing it. The Feuerstein program is different. Reuven's initial research indicated that the cognitive gains made over, I think it was like a two-year period that some young recruits in the Israeli Defense Force were in this program. And then they pulled these these soldiers back in a couple years later and they were still showing that they were making gains so they weren't in the program anymore the program was long over but the Feuerstein program transcends the time and place of when you're doing it that you continue your brain has been beautifully now transformed might be a good word that's why i've used this idea of block by block and thought by thought we're building a new brain and literally getting your brain rewired so that it continues to do better in the future and you don't have to keep going to tutoring or keep coming to mindcap um, you're done. You're one and done. Occasionally we have families that bring children back because they get new challenges or they have an extensive challenge in their life, like maybe a, a brain injury or an aneurysm. Well, that may take a long, long time to overcome that. But kids that have ADHD, for example, they're really often really bright. They're very creative. They get a lot of things done because they love the stimulation. And once they get out of school, they become leaders in our community because they're so excited to get things done all the time. So they transcended, you know, their education and went on to do great things. Those kind of kids can come to MindCap and in short as 20 sessions we can help them get amazing new strategies that they can go on in life and be fine. So we've had about 500 clients come to the MindCap Center and many, many of them, the majority of them, have only come for a set period of time and we're thrilled with their results and they don't have to keep coming. So that's pretty cool. That's a pretty neat program that you don't have to, to keep doing it, particularly if you don't have a serious cognitive issue. I want to go back um, to that blessing story, and I'm glad you liked it, uh, Kibwe. It, it really impacted me. And the other part of the blessing is that the father says to his daughters and granddaughters, he says, may you be like Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah who are, of course, the, the original matriarchs of the, of the Jewish people. And then he tells the boys the blessing that goes along with that blessing from Numbers. 
is, May you be like Ephraim and Manasseh, and they are the two sons of Joseph that Jacob took into the family to be like they were his sons. So that's a huge blessing. And so the father is saying to his sons, may you be blessed like Ephraim and Manasseh were. So that's the other part of the blessing. And then sometimes the parent can also whisper, just like what you talked about, having it done in quiet, the father who's doing this blessing will lean in and whisper to that child, I loved your art project this week, or it's fabulous that you got a new job, or thank you for taking care of your mother when she was ill last week. Just some little compliment that's very personal. And that's what I've understood from my Jewish friends that this is often uh, done uh, during the blessing on the Shabbat evening after the meal. So let's close with that beautiful story. And thank you, friends, for being a part of this journey with us on Build a Brain. Please share the podcast with your friends. The goal of Build a Brain is for the population at large, for anyone to be able to listen in and get hope. Hope that their brain can do better and that they can have a better future than maybe they ever thought they had. So it doesn't matter if you're a 12-year-old kid or you're an 80-year-old grandma or you're a 40-year-old professional. My goal, and let me know, give us some feedback. My goal is that anyone who listens can be encouraged that block by block, thought by thought, yes, you too can build your brain. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.